Welcome back to Give Me Some Truth. We have uh, myself, Nate, and Keith in the booth. And Dan's here as well, kind of riding shotgun. I'm not sure if Dan's going to contribute or not. I'm just here to listen. Okay, Dan, there he is. There he is. Dan, Dan did not, like we did, watch the golf yesterday. I think that immediately excludes him. He didn't. And to be clear, we're referring to the BMW Championship. And if you're not a golf nerd like Keith and I are, that might mean nothing to you. However, there was a six-hole playoff. Uh, which was uh, intriguing enough to hold the attention of my 18-year-old daughter and soon-to-be 16-year-old son, which is an accomplishment in and of itself. So it was a fantastic playoff between the... Uh, well, and the drama started before the playoff. This is true. This because is true. Uh, essentially they were tied going into 17. Bryson DeChambeau, and we're going to talk... No, 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 they were one... Oh, right, you're, no, you're right, yeah. you're right, yeah, yeah. And right. we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what makes Cantlay and... and Bryson DeChambeau kind of interesting in a, in a bit, but they go into 17. Cantley dunks it in the water and yet somehow gets up and down with a clutch 12-footer to keep himself within one stroke right. of, of Bryson DeChambeau. So I think DeChambeau at this point is 27 under Correct. and Cantley is 26. DeChambeau ropes a drive, hits it to the middle of the green, misses the putt, pars 18. Cantley out of the rough, puts it to 20-some feet. Yep. With with just ice in his veins, because what's his nickname that you love? Patty Ice. Drains the putt to tie the tournament, so they go to this playoff. So already they've basically been playing mano y mano sure. for two or three holes because they were I yeah. think, in the in the final review four shots ahead of everybody else in the field. Yes. Then we get to the playoff. Yes. And there are twists and turns and backs and forths and I don't remember the exact kind of details but they par the first one right they parred all the way up to they both birdied the fifth playoff hole other than that it was pars to get to that point and then they birdied that one and then Cantley with the dagger on the sixth playoff hole from about a mile and a half away made a putt so I think what was so interesting about it was the contrast of styles again um, bear with us if you're not a golf fan but Bryson literally hits the golf ball six miles, and so he is. And, and basically, you know, stepped back at his game and thought about it from a, a sort of scientific perspective. Very cerebral, very intelligent person. Yeah, and, and like basically remade his golf game. Yes, and did things very atypical. Only player on tour that has all of his irons the exact same length. So very, very much willing to... to uh, you know, push away conventional logic in his opinion for what he believes is a better solution. Trained as an engineer at SMU. Um, and so, you know, kind of just looked at as, as kind of the mad scientist, if you will. Uh, Cantley, on the other hand, uh, looks like he would be happy to file your taxes if you remember to bring in your W-2s. Um, could not possibly be more. Wants all of that information, by the way, by February fifteenth. Exactly. <laughs> right. He's not messing around with you. Don't show up on April fourteenth. No, at Cantley's office. No, he's got a stable no. of clients who right. follow the rules. Right. They bring things right. in. It's right. very smooth. And it would just be known as Cantley CPA yeah. because that's that's what he would yeah. do. But he's just a probably s- the full name Patrick <laughs> Cantley probably, CPA. Probably. You know, calling it Cantley CPA little too little, little too yeah. fancy. He's just a stone cold killer, but has the poker face of just a, a champion. So, yeah. the reason why we go into that, you know, uh, 
long, drawn out, detailed, fantastic playoff, mind you. Yeah, yeah uh, one of the you know more memorable sporting events. Nate, you've watched a lot of PGA Tour golf. I've watched a lot of PGA Tour golf. Perhaps the best regular season PGA Tour event we've ever seen in a We're long, gonna, very, very long yeah. time. Uh, maybe, maybe back to when Tiger was in his prime. Um, We're going to leave aside, you know, majors because that's a right. Different that's a different game. animal, right? But, you know. But what got us thinking about it was the contrast of styles. It was very interesting how you could you could parallel this to investing um, quite easily with Cantlay being the buy and hold, never making a change. Um, you know, he made the, a change. He did he, make a change. That's he true. moved he, he, his he, putter he, grip one degree, one degree, one degree going in, which is the equivalent of you know uh, an eyelash. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, it just, this, this is what he does. He's not, he, nothing, nothing, uh, uh, you know, makes him waver from the path that he's on. He didn't care that Bryson hit the ball 60 yards further than he did all the time. It didn't, didn't flap him one bit. And he just, he just believed with, with astute conviction in how he played, uh, which is very much how somebody that, that believes in that, you know, uh, buy and hold almost to a fault type investment strategy, how they do it. Or the idea of, you know, buying 20 blue chip stocks and I'm holding these until the sky turns green. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, can't let you could see it. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's very tough if you've ever played match play golf as Nate, you did this weekend. I think I did. that's the other reason I did, you know, this, this came up, uh, you know, it's very tough when you're playing against someone who can hit the ball so far or makes a lot of birdies to stick to that style right and to right. uh you know kind of just believe in your game and oh yeah he's going to be hitting wedges in i'm going to be hitting you know seven irons in i'm going to have longer to go he's going to have shorter putts but i believe in my game i know right. what i do well i'm going to stick to it it's very hard to do that and i think for yes. buy and hold investors many times it gets yes. very hard not to oh the market's up oh you know yep. what's going on oh uh, you know are right. we at a peak oh are you know all of those things. So I think that makes what, and Cantlay ultimately won, very impressive. By the same token, Bryson DeChambeau is out there. I mean, and it's equally hard to do what Bryson DeChambeau does. Yes. Right? To, you know, because he gets heckled on the tour yes. all the time. And he's kind of crazy. Right. I and mean, let's be honest. A lot of whispers from other players. And yeah. he, he hears the whispers. He's and very deliberate over the ball. Yes. But again, what's interesting is that two could not possibly find two different styles uh but but the level of conviction that they each have in what they do is tremendous yep. bryson believes in what he does until it you know until he can't play anymore i mean yep. I, I really don't ever see well, him what i'll conforming say is back to kind of yeah he's not going to conform but what right. bryson is doing is he's looking at everything and he's going what if i get a marginal gain here Right. What if I do right. this ever so right. slightly right. better what if i you know look at this what if i um, you know, and, and so I think what you need as an investor in some sense is a little bit of both, yes. but you don't want to, because it's your retirement, right? you can't, you can't take the risk that Bryson did during the pandemic of adding 65 pounds and going crazy. Right. Right. Adding it. Right. He added a whole bunch of muscle and he really, um, again, was so, uh, uh, em embraced change almost to, to the point where, where he, um, almost to a fault, yeah. you know, and, and, and so many people that, you know, would get to that level and then be so scared to change because what happens if all of a sudden I can't even play at, at you know, a level anywhere close to it, it's good because I changed. He looks at it like, 
what if I don't change? You know, then what? And and it's it's so interesting to see that difference. And and you're exactly right, Keith. The, the spec, the uh, kind of more speculative investor, tactical, following trends, changing. You know, not not afraid to to flip their portfolio almost on a monthly basis. Uh, not right, wrong, or indifferent. Just a completely different style on how to invest money. Yeah, and and I think you have to you know um, recognize that the sometimes you're going to make these changes. I mean, with, with Bryson DeChambeau, what we saw is very early on, he made these changes and his wedge game just disappeared. Yes. And right now he can't chip the ball. Right. And so he was lucky. The course they played on allowed him to basically putt from a lot of areas around the course, but right now he can't chip and that's, that's a weakness. And And I think what's funny is you see that though, within a lot of speculative investors where, you know, because when you invest that way or when you, play the game to again run the parallel to how Bryson plays it it's very difficult to keep all of the aspects of it kind of in line without having one variable just kind of spin out of control and I think that's so if you're going to invest that way you have to understand that there are going to be one or two or three areas of your portfolio that at any given time are just going to completely spin out of control and you need to be okay with that yeah and what we talked about is is you know how do you blend the two and how do you move forward and I think you know when you look at the history of you know how Walkner and Condon have invested Walkner and Condon. I don't know where I. That's fine. You end. said it that way because you were saying it as a plural, as as in Clint and I. So that is fine, as opposed to the title of the firm, Walkner Condon. Yes, yeah. but you know you you and the way the the investing method has changed. You know we've talked about on the podcast in the back in the past things like direct indexing, which is a little bit better mousetrap possibly depending on your net worth right than a an etf right slightly better you know um mutual funds used to be the standard de rigueur in our industry there's still lots and lots of investment advisors who use you know mutual funds etfs we think are a slightly better mousetrap so i think there's you know balancing those two ideas and then we also operate a little bit on a core and satellite approach where if there are tactical ideas that people have or long, you know middle term plays we're not out there every you know couple of weeks saying ah let's rotate to this or right. that but if there are ideas and and you know we see it with our clients with things like ESG that that they think is a little bit better right. and that they that's what they want we're making those adjustments so i think we try to do both yeah, and I think that that's one of the the common misconceptions about buy and hold in general, and it's because it's what the name says, right? Buy and hold. So then the the misconception is, okay, you're just buying me, you know, a handful, you know, a dozen or so investments, and then you just hold them uh, forever. That's not the case. That's not actually how buy and hold is defined, or or said another way, buy and hold is is enhanced or it's expected that we rebalance, that we look at making a few uh, you know, sector plays here and there, that still falls within the, the pure definition of buy and hold. Buy and hold doesn't mean I buy 12 investments and then I just go to sleep for 20 years. It means that I have conviction in, in what I bought and I'm going to, as we refer to it as trim around the edges, but I'm not going to make wholesale changes just because the market zigs and and, and uh, we want to zig with it or it zags and we're going to zag. It simply means that we have conviction with what we bought, but we also understand that uh, there is still work that has to be done on the portfolios 
uh, at a minimum active rebalancing, if not, you know, sector rotation and, and uh, you know, as we say, trimming around the edges. But also looking for slightly better investment products or yeah, right. investment products that maybe make more sense for an individual investor. Yeah. You know, one of the things we've looked at is minimizing, you know, especially now in the current interest rate environment where we're at basically zero interest rates, we know interest rates are going to go up. We don't know when. We don't know how quickly. We don't know what the Fed is exactly going to do. But we do know that if interest rates go up, which, you know, how much, when, whatever, that's going to negatively affect your bond portfolio. And we know there's a way to protect against that, right, right? in the safe portion of the portfolio. So I think, you know, it's, it's thinking around some of these tactical issues and saying, okay, here's what we know right now. Let's, we, can't, we can't risk like Bryson could, right, where we right. can just throw away our game that got us to the PGA Tour because, you know, investors have, they have to pay for things. They have to retire. They have to, yep. um, you know, pay taxes if they completely redo that. But it doesn't mean you have to give up on those marginal gains, you know. Yeah, and I think that's that's the, uh, again, the interesting parallel between, um, and really it's any sport that you really look at. You know, this was case, it, it worked well because these two, kind of polar opposite styles went kind of head to head and it was just such an intriguing um matchup theater the, yeah. the, the theater, theater of yeah. it was was just fantastic because you could tell the different styles and and it, it really showcased that boy there's more than one way to get something done uh we if you're following this analogy have way more uh of our of our money if you will in the patrick cantley camp if yeah. you will which is the uh you know kind of steely-eyed, um, you know, have have conviction in what you do and, and believe that, um, you know, flashy is not better in most cases. Um, but at the same time, uh, you can't just buy the S&P 500 and go there, I'm done. Uh, you know, the S&P and then, you know, a bond fund and go there, I'm now properly diversified and I can now go to sleep for the next yeah. 20 years. Yeah, no, and I think that's, again, another change that we've seen in investing more international exposure, more, yeah. you know, different things out there, but also, you know, vetting them and making sure, you know, is this a, is this a good change? I mean, and, you know, uh, credit to Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, you, you, you know, stand out, but you also don't know what if, what if something in the game changes? I think mm -hmm. one of the things that enabled Bryson DeChambeau, and this is something we frequently see with like hedge funds, a couple of years, they have just incredible performance yep and then all of a sudden something shifts yep. ever so slightly right and that performance goes to the negative and right. you as a you know as an everyday and everybody sees oh hundred percent well you know sometimes i flip a coin correctly three times in a row right and i win what happens to bryson's game if they start bringing back thicker old school u.s open rough sure courses right right, right. you right. know because one of the things that makes this game possible is the roughs are yeah they're they're thick, you know, they're not like here, you know, but I remember when I was in the eighties, when I was growing up on the U S open, the ref was, once you got past that first cut, it was six inches mm -hmm. and good luck, you know, swinging your club through it, no matter how strong you were. Bryce. Right. So if you were in that quote market condition and that's the game you chose to play, yep. you are going to have a hard time. And I think that's what we see with the, the hedge fund, the speculative people is if you get, in that in that market where those variables go the other way, it does not take much to lose a large amount of money quickly because of how exposed you are and kind of these more dynamic and, and kind of sexy products. Boy, you can get turned around very quickly. And 
you know, I'll speak to... Well, well, related to that, I would say if you, if you haven't um, read The Smartest Guys in the Room about long-term capital management, which was right. one of the first right. hedge funds that blew up, they had a, a very good mousetrap. Yes. You know, it made perfect sense. And then all of a sudden, the variables changed ever so slightly, yep. and people discovered their trade, and it became less. Yep. And so they had to ramp up, and they had to do all these things to make sure that they were getting those previous returns. Right. They had discovered something, and then all of a sudden, that advantage went away. So who knows what may happen to Bryson, right? I mean, we right. saw we saw golf courses get tiger-proofed, right? When Yeah, right. And go take a step even further back than that. You know, Nick Valdo is kind of historically known as a tinkerer. I mean, he would just tink, tinker with things and, 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 and he became very um, almost in his own head. And then he saw, he found a lot of success when, when he moved away from that and realized that, you know, the idea of being exotic doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be better or the, the you know, the results will be better. And in our careers, you know, Clint and I managing money, I know you've been down some of these paths too, Keith, that we've been, we've, we've tinkered with a few of these things, you know, whether it be REITs, whether it be, um, you know, long short funds, whether it be, um, you know, ab- absolute return, which we joke means absolute no return funds. I mean, we've seen these things and, and it's in a lot of cases, it, it, it's, you know, it's not a marketing scheme, if you will. There's more substance to it than that. But at the same time, it, you wonder, like, are they just coming out with a new thing because they need a new thing? And 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 what we've understood by by having experience doing this is that if you make things more complicated for complication's sake, you really have not accomplished anything. Yep. And, and, and so often we see that advisors in this industry, it almost feels like they make it more complicated because they think that the investor expects it to be more complicated or to kind of justify their existence. When in the end, the, the simpler, the, the simpler, but not necessarily easy path, right? Simple doesn't mean easy, um, is the more kind of weatherproof Type well, of portfolio. Well, and I think oftentimes we focus the the conver- you know uh, advisors focus the conversation on the investment side rather than there are plenty of complications that are already there. This morning we had a discussion in the office about the tax code, right? Right. And how complicated the tax code is, and what's the best place simply to put your money? Right. You know, is it a Roth? Is it an IRA? Is it a four hundred one k? Is it right. a brokerage account? Is it an HSA? Is it any of these things? That's a complication that you know, is there that you have to deal with before you even start talking about the investments. Yep. And in a lot of cases, that decision has more of a ramification on your ultimate net worth than, you know, whether you do, you know, the loop-de-doo fund. Right. You know, the Flavor absolute. Of the day. Yeah. The absolute double time, half hedged, you know, fund. That has a more, so dealing with those complications first before you right. <laughs> add in these these other things makes, a, in many cases, a bigger difference. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, we, you know, we, we recommend that people understand and be honest with themselves on where they ultimately are personally when it comes to, you know, what are your thoughts on volatility? What are your thoughts on movements in your portfolio? You know, what, what level of risk can you afford to take? Um, and not and not get yourself into a bad spot. And I think that's ultimately what this comes down to is, you know, there's there's as Keith alluded to, there's more than enough tools in the toolbox. God, there's there's way too many tools in our industry's toolbox. Um, 
So it's less about that and it's less about the new sexy product and it's more about understanding who you are as an investor and then finding an advisor that can match what you're looking to do. Um, I mean, again, it seems that's, easy, but it, yeah, it's Yeah, and just, that's the know. ultimate lesson we learned, right, from Cantlay versus DeChambeau. Right. Two totally different dudes, two totally different styles, two, you know, totally different approaches, you know, uh, just the way they're dressed, even you know, uh, right. DeChambeau has the the Ben Hogan flat driver cap. Uh, Cantlay has uh, Marcus by Goldman Sachs on his <laughs> on it, you know, right. like an accountant. Like of course, he got of that course. free at, at the Marcus outing, <laughs> right. and he's wearing that hat to the you know. Uh, by the way, both of my parents are accountants, so I feel like I can get away. Sure, with right. These jokes. You have a little bit of latitude. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, um, right. You know, so. Uh, but that's exactly it is that, that the lesson was if you, if you, you got to know yourself. Yeah. I think that's what's, uh, you know, we'll end on this note, you know, can't leave one. Yes. So there has to be a winner and loser. That's how golf works. But I think both of them won from the standpoint that they played their style. They played it as well as they possibly could have played it. Yes. Cantley style won out yesterday. Maybe Bryson's would win out today if they played again, but it, it's just, it's a, it's an interesting slice of sports and how it overlays onto what we do every day that, you know, the, the, the style is less important as knowing what is your style and doing that well and don't chase a different style just because that's what somebody else does or that's how you think it should be done or whatever the case might be. Understand who you are and let the advisor help you be the best uh, that you are as opposed to trying to be somebody you're not. Now, before we, we go, and this may get a... How did your match play experience go this weekend? The brief synopsis is the team that I was on, uh, we were down 15-3 to three after the first day. And after the final day, the second day, we lost the entire cup by a half a point. So forever or for the next 360-ish days, I will take zero offense to those that want to refer to me in a half-jokingly way as half a point. I like half-point Harry. Half, if, you, if you want to refer to me as half-point from this point forward uh, until the next playing of the Nakoma Cup, uh, I, I will take zero offense to that. As a matter of fact, I will probably shake your hand. <laughs> He'll respect you more. I will respect you more. <laughs> All right, Dan, sign us off. With, your, with, with the, 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 the ultimate of radio voices, here it comes. Only on the podcast, though. Only on the podcast. <laughs> Catch us again here soon on Give Me Some Truth. Follow us on social media. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, thanks again for joining me in the booth today and doing all the talking. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch you soon. Walker Conan Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with the SEC. The opinions expressed by the participants of this podcast are their own and do not reflect the opinions of Walker Conan Financial Advisors. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific security investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. 
Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Thanks for listening, and for further information, please visit walknerconnan.com. Oh,